Every day, in communities just like yours, men and women devote their lives to building our economies brick by brick and job by job. These are their stories. You're listening to From the Ground Up, North America's Top 50 Economic Developers. Welcome, everyone, to From the Ground Up, North America's Top 50 Economic Developers. I'm Tim Tarantine. Glad to be here in studio with my partner in crime, Carla Winchester. How are you? I'm doing great today, Tim. So we've got an exciting interview coming up today. This is a friend in the industry and an outstanding economic developer. Carla, tell us about our host for today. Yeah, so today we have the opportunity to interview Andrea Schreier, who is from Valdosta Lowndes County Industrial Authority, where she serves as the executive director there. And Andrea is a native Georgia girl, and she received her bachelor's degree from Georgia Southern University. She has just many, many great insights on economic development, but also on leadership. She has had several leadership opportunities, including time with Ritz-Carlton Company. So I think that our listening audience today will really enjoy the conversation with her and how she's using those leadership skills in order to enhance her community. Well, with no further ado, Andrea, welcome to the call. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Carla. Thanks for taking your time to be with us. And of course, congratulations on being named one of North America's top 50 economic developers. That recommendation does not come lightly. And I know that your work speaks for you. So I'm happy to have you on the call today. I want to dive right into the beginning, like I do with everybody. Who would you credit with introducing you to our industry? Who's the leader or point person who's really responsible for you knowing economic development as you do today? Um, so I know this may sound strange, but it is actually my cousin. She called me one day and she said, would you be interested in economic development? And I was like, mm, what is that? <laughs> and so I did a little bit of research and she put me in touch with somebody that was looking for a vice president of economic development in Albany, Darty County, which is in Georgia. And that's where I started, and I spent about five years there, and I've been in Valdosta Lowndes County for five years as well. So when you started in economic development, what were you doing? What were your primary responsibilities at the beginning there? So primarily what I did was really start to build relationships with key individuals within the industry. Because as we all know, when we get into economic development, it's not the easiest field to understand or to learn, and there's so much that is going on and there's so many moving pieces, one of the best things that somebody ever told me was, you don't have to know everything, but you have to know everybody and who to call to know everything. So I really started building that network and building relationships, joined our state economic development association and got involved, made sure that I really got out in the community and met everyone, met our existing industries and met the key players. And again, those relationships are so important to your success and how you're going to make your community better. There's no question about it. Relationships are at the center of economic development and success in it. I'm interested to know about leadership for you. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received as a leader? What does somebody tell you that really has helped you live your life well? Always hire people smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's all <laughs> Um, I think that being a good leader is recognizing your strengths, but also recognizing where your weaknesses are. And when choosing people to work with you, while you want to be able to get along with that person and build off of their energy, 
you also want them to have, you know, a strength where maybe your weakness is. And that's really helped me in my career, whether it was starting in Ritz Carlton and moving into economic development. You know, that is something that can be applied to everything. So the Ritz Carlton, I want to talk about that for just a quick second. They are famous as a best practice for customer service. Tell me how that experience with Ritz-Carlton prepared you well for all the relationship and customer management you have to do now in economic development. So, you know, a lot of people think, well, you were in the hospitality industry and then you went over to economic development. What is the relationship between that? And I always refer to it this way. You know, a hotel is like a little city. So you have your general manager and you have your executive committee. So you have your mayor and your council. And then you have your city managers and your directors that work in their specific fields. And then you have employees that you have to build those relationships with. And they range anywhere from low to high education. And so you have to be able to communicate with all of them. And I think working with Ruth Carlton, I learned how to communicate on a global level, not just on a um, focus. Like, for instance, I'm only going to work with these leaders today. I'm only going to work with these leaders tomorrow. It really taught you how you have to work with everybody across the board to make things happen. That it's not just one specific person or department or organization or company that can do that. It's all a combined effort. And that's what's going to make you successful is getting all those people on board and getting their buy-in moving forward. I think you were well positioned you know, for this work. I'm telling you, you just read off what we all look for in a leader we follow, correct? That's correct. And I think what's also important is in economic development, for me to go talk to an existing industry that's an expert in manufacturing, I don't have the expertise that they do. But if there's something we're trying to do in our community with work, whether it be workforce, whether it be infrastructure, broadband, or whatever it may be, their insight is going to be so much more important to whatever we're trying to solve in our community than what I could give because of their expertise in the field. And the same goes for anything that you do within any role that you're in, whether it be economic development, whether it be hospitality, whether it be teaching, schools, you know, whatever it may be, there's always going to be somebody that's out there doing the work that's involved from an everyday perspective and seeking their input can really add to the process. So, Andrea, we've got folks in our listening audience, and I mention this almost every podcast because I think it's important to impart knowledge to the next generation of leaders. So there's folks who are aspiring to be an executive director, aspiring to be a president, CEO in economic development. What advice would you give those people, those emerging leaders who are looking to move into point leader positions, what would you say to them? You know, economic development is a tough world, and that's one thing I learned. And I think probably when I first started, and luckily had been in sales and marketing. So, you know, sales and marketing, you get rejected a lot, right? So you get asked to More times date you get or accepted, right? you get asked to the wedding, but you're always the bridesmaid, maybe never the bride. So I think in economic development, you end up with that happening where you may work really, really hard and spend tons of hours on a prospect or recruiting somebody. And then in the end, it may not work out. And sometimes that can really be an emotional experience for people. 
So I think that I would like for somebody to probably have told me that more about economic development from the beginning rather than having to learn that more on my own. Sure. And I think that advice is going to be helpful for some of our listening audience who are really trying to make their way. I want to take a pause for the cause and turn it to Carla. We've got more opportunities for you, our audience, to develop yourself. And Carla will talk about those opportunities upcoming with C2 Now. Carla, come on. So our Summit Series seats are filling up very quickly. And I just wanted to remind the listening audience that the Summit Series is a group of events where we travel to certain locations and we meet with site consultants there. It's a very small group of economic developers that get an opportunity to meet one-on-one with at least 16 site consultants in each of those markets and to talk directly about what's going on in their community, what deals the site consultants are working on, and to forge those relationships. We are selling out quickly for 2017. So if you're interested in the Summit Series, I really encourage you to reach out Carla at consultantconnect.org so that we can get you on a trip or on a waiting list. It's your time. Just go to consultantconnect.org or connect with Carla directly and you can be a part of development for the future. So Andrea, back to you. I want to talk for just a little bit about economic development, the field itself, and kind of a couple technical questions, one of which is about the current trends. So when you look at the movements that are happening in our economy, the ways in which you and your team are having to approach economic development. Are there shifts or trends that you're observing now that we should be paying attention to? You know, one thing I've noticed, and I haven't been in the field as long as some people, is really the role that site selection consultants are playing in the process more so than they did five to 10 years ago. Seeing not just the site selection aspect, but also the research that they can do to help their customers. And I see that as a trend, especially over the last few years. So are you saying that there's more interactions with site consultants or the salience or importance of their role in the interaction? I think it's both. From our aspect, most of the projects that we work are site selection consultant driven. But what we're also seeing is the interaction with them not just pre-site selection, but also post-site selection from the workforce analysis and really getting involved in that and helping them move that process forward. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think you're absolutely right about, about that relationship. Now, what about challenges? So on one side, we've got, um, you know, kind of trends we're seeing. Well, what Are there some consistent roadblocks you're seeing in your work that you're consistently trying to figure out how to overcome? Now, workforce has been talked about a lot on this podcast. You, you can obviously use that one, but uh, if there's other things that you're seeing, we'd love to hear those too. You know, I talked a little bit about relationships, and I think when you do get the site consultants involved, you get a great opportunity to build a long-lasting relationship with your site consultant and then work with them on different projects. But maybe in the beginning, you don't get the opportunity to build it so much with the client or the end customer. And I think that's probably what I miss, is being able to influence the customer up front on your location and your community rather than having a consultant sell them on the front end. No sure, it's, from it's there your down, but, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen that as well. But from a challenge perspective, sure, we work through workforce, and our community has done a really good job uh, of working together on that and coming up with some innovative solutions. 
for us, one of the biggest challenges we've had to face is the lack of buildings. So having to be creative and whether it's a spec building, a virtual building that you need to look at, or working together with a developer to come up with the process to build that spec building for you, that's really where we're having a challenge is we have great greenfield sites and have invested very heavily in those. But we've seen a lot lately requesting larger size buildings. Yeah, and trying to figure out that infrastructure is a challenge many communities are dealing with today. Final question, and I'm going to get you out of here. I appreciate you investing time with us today. What are you looking most forward to in the next five years? When you think about the future, your leadership, what makes you most excited about the outlook? You know, I really see the economy coming around, and I think probably for the next five years, I'm excited about what our community is going to see from a growth perspective, but also watching our community with their workforce development and how they've rallied around STEM and implementation and the partnerships that we've had. I'm excited to see how that looks in five years and to see where our students are and how they are integrating back into our community once they graduate. We are just as excited about that work in your community and about your leadership. Andrea, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for the work you're doing in Georgia. And, of course, congratulations for being named one of North America's top 50 economic developers. Well, it is always a pleasure to talk today to y'all. I'm excited about this opportunity and really appreciate y'all thinking of me. And um, thank you. Thank you. For our listening audience, go to consultantconnect.org for more information. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to North America's Top 50, produced by Consultant Connect, an organization working to bridge the gap between leading economic developers and location consultants. To learn more about what we do and how to get involved, please visit consultantconnect.org or tweet me at Ron Kitchens.